This is Dr. Kate Eckert with the Form, Function, and Flow Lab podcast. I'm a chiropractor, yoga instructor, anatomy junkie, and movement educator. And I am looking forward to exposing you to all sorts of ways that you can prehab your body to avoid injury and maintain those hobbies, activities, sports that you love to do. And we'll also be focusing a lot on the pregnant and postpartum journey and making sure that you can return to those activities that you love or even keep doing them while you're pregnant. Hi, it's Dr. Kate, and today it was just too nice to film inside, so we are outside enjoying some sun for the first time in a while. Um, today's episode is going to be on some natural ways to induce labor. If you listen to my birth story that I did in December with my daughter, you know that I went pretty late and she was my first. With my second, sometimes they say you'll go earlier with your second and that was not the case for me. So I had my son 14 days late and I had my daughter 12 days late. And... I wanted to avoid induction with Pitocin or um, swabbing the membranes or any of those uh, more standard uh, ways of inducing that you see in the hospital variety kind of inductions because I wanted to be able to birth and labor at the midwife center and I wanted to be able to labor without an epidural and without any pain meds. And I don't know from experience, but I have heard that Pitocin can make that um, maybe a little more challenging. It produces really hard and intense contractions. It puts you, you know, into a faster labor before you're ready. And it um, can sometimes make you feel the need for an epidural. And I just wanted to really minimize the risk for C-section. I'm a you know small business owner. I only took two and a half weeks off with my daughter, only four weeks with my son. Um, not that I'm recommending that for my own patients, <laughs> you know. I recommend wait, you know, taking a lot more time. Luckily, I was able to take my kids into the office with me and have someone watch them there as I slowly went back into practice. But I wanted to minimize the amount of time it took me to feel um, back to normal to do what I consider for my job as being pretty physical. Um, so it was really important to me to minimize my risk for C-section. And having an epidural statistically does make you more likely to have a C-section. It's super common and lots of people have them, um, but there it is documented. It does make you more likely to have a C-section. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with having an epidural, but if you want to um, learn some ways that you can get induced without having to go the Pitocin route because you want to um, try to do a natural labor. Here are some of those ways. So with the midwife center that I went to with Genevieve, or sorry, with Deacon, you weren't able to labor with when you were induced with Pitocin either because of those increased risks. Um, so the a few of the things that they had me do with that was just um, 
movement. And at the very end, they had me do a uh, castor oil drink. And it, you know, cleans out your system, if you know what I'm saying. So I guess I didn't really think that through before I did it. And I was pretty sure I was very close to going going into labor anyways. Um, my labors usually start super mild, super um, no pain to them. So they're kind of hard to, to tell, but I already had the bloody shell, losing of the mucus plug and all of that. So I think I was already well on my way. But then I did the castor oil drink. It gives you terrible diarrhea. Um... I don't necessarily recommend that, especially if you're close. I mean, it worked. It put me into labor, but nobody likes that as the precursor to their, <laughs> to their labor story. But I suppose it was better than Pitocin and having to switch my birth from the birth center to the hospital. So kind of like pick your poison. But that was their last ditch effort to get me to go into labor uh, with Genevieve, I actually did, with Genevieve and with Deacon, did some acupuncture. There's a great woman in my local area that has been in practice for over 20 years, and she did acupuncture three days in a row before I went into labor with Genevieve. Um, and I think it helped. I mean, I went into labor, but you can never really tell exactly which of the half a dozen things that you're doing is the actual thing that helps with it. Um, with Deacon, uh, she was on vacation. So I used a woman in the town that I actually live in. Um, and I was only able to get into her once instead of the three days in a row kind of style of treatment. Um, but, um, so there's acup specific acupuncture points that you can try. There are, um, the castor oil drink, which I find to be like the last ditch effort. Um, you can do uh, pumping. So you would just hook yourself up to a breast pump that you probably already have at home. A lot of times insurance companies cover breast pumps and you might have already received yours. And if you are pregnant, I would suggest reaching out to your insurance company, seeing what kind is covered, what steps you have to go through to do that because you want to have your breast pump before you have the baby. Um, you don't want to be shopping for a breast pump after you have the baby. Um, so you can uh, use the breast pump, you know, for 10 minute increments at a time to stimulate um, contractions of the uterus. Uh, and that helps get things rolling too. Um, I use that in the midwife center in combination with the castor oil drink. Um, they say movement helps. Uh, with Genevieve, I was very anxious to go into labor. We were ha going to have to have her in the hospital anyways because the birth center closed unexpectedly. Um, so I was already nervous about that. And she was my first, so... I was exercising like a crazy person, doing, you know, acupuncture. I was treating patients. I exhausted myself. So I wouldn't recommend um, doing so much physical activity that you're exhausted because remember, you are 
preparing for one of the most physical events that you'll ever do, and that is the labor and delivery part. So if you are exhausted from trying to, you know, bring on the birth process, you really need to conserve your energy and stay well rested and make sure you're getting really good sleep um, to prepare for that event. So I wouldn't overdo it with um, exercising like a maniac. Uh, lessons learned from myself. Um, and then there's always sex. So you can have sex to start the laboring process. And, you know, there are, um, studies with how that affects the, the cervix and all of those kind of things and just preps the area to go into labor. Um, so we've got, the castor oil, which last ditch effort, um, sex, movement, acupuncture. And then I find that like the biggest one I think is relaxing and think of it, your pelvic floor as that gateway to letting the baby out. And if you're stressed and, um, very anxious, you're going to clench, you're going to clench the pelvic floor, you're going to tighten up. The baby doesn't want to come into a stressed environment. I really think that. And I will even have patients take an anatomy picture of their pelvic floor, of their cervix, and look at it and think, this is consciously what I want to open up, what I want to relax, what I want to um, let dilate, what I want to let those muscles relax. Because there is a definite mind and brain muscle connection to helping things unlock and relax and being calm enough to let that process happen. So visualization, um, relaxation, I think is super, super important um, and definitely key in helping to get you to that point where you can fully relax to let the process happen. Um, I think we really underestimate that in a lot of ways. So that would be my last uh, tip for some natural induction. And again, you know, um, if you have to have Pitocin, then that just is what it is. But there's a lot of times providers will give you a, um, you know, a timeline and like, you have to go into labor by two weeks, or if it's after that, you know, they, they'll, they might not let you deliver at the place that you want to deliver at, like the Midwife Center in Pittsburgh has a cutoff um, after two weeks. You can go longer than that, but if you do, then they require you to deliver in the hospital. And that wasn't something that I was interested in. So we made it right down to the wire with Deacon, and we had him on the last day and it all worked out um and it was a pretty uh easy birth considering he was uh over 10 pounds and had a hundredth percentile head so it went pretty well and no need for uh epidural pain meds or anything like that so that can be done there's nothing unique about uh my situation or anything like that, but just visualizing how you want things to go and um, those tips to help 
uh, bring on labor for those stubborn babies that just do not want to come out. Um, there are also, you know, some relaxation techniques besides the visualization that you can do for your pelvic floor. And it's just similar to um, the relaxation techniques we talk about even postpartum to get the pelvic floor to relax. So puppy pose and you also want to do different stretches depending on what stage of labor you're in. So for the, that's just that initial, you're not in labor yet, but you want to slowly get the baby to descend. We want the upper part of our pelvis to open. So deep squats and that kind of thing that actually close the pelvic outlet where the baby comes out at. So that is a good time to do that because it's opening up that opening that baby can get nice and descended in. So those deep squats, the pelvic floor relaxation stuff, that also helps really prep you and get you ready um, for going into labor. So if you have any questions, let me know. I'd be happy to answer them. I look forward to working with you guys. And if you have any topics that you'd like discussed, make sure to comment below and let me know because I'd be happy to share all the knowledge that I have on those issues.